0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to WriteBrain, a podcast about writing and crowdfunded publishing. Hello, everyone. My name is JF Dubo, and welcome to WriteBrain, the podcast about crowdfunded publishing, writing, editing, doing stuff on ink shares. With me is my co host, Paul Inman. Paul, how are you
1: doing? I am doing fantastic, JF. Thank you for having me back once again for episode number fifteen of Right Brain. I'm, I'm 15, not having you. you it? uh,
0: yeah, it's damn man, that's gone fast. I'm not having you. This is when I say my co-host. I mean, we're we're both co-hosts. It's not like I'm the main guy and you're you're my uh, my my sidekick here.
1: Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: you do most of the heavy lifting of the uh, the actual production work, so. Yeah, but that's all right. We've all got to have. We've all. We both have our own roles in this. So exactly, and my role is to be a bit discombobulated at the moment. You you can probably. I mean, we've talked about in the the pre-show. I'm still sort of uh, recuperating from my trip trip to San Francisco.
1: Yeah, um, it was. uh, From what you have told me, it was pleasurable in many ways and unpleasurable in other many ways. So. I don't know if you want to get into any of those details or not, but...
0: Well, I, I can go into some detail if you want, but I don't sure. want to bore the audience either. So the, the, the long and short of it is... Well, that's that, why they're
1: here, though. They're here for this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm sorry, guys.
1: So, I mean, a, a lot
0: of you probably heard me on the previous podcast that we did uh, where I recorded from the Ink Sheriff's of, offices which was amazing getting to meet the Inkshare people and like avalon and jeremy tad adam everyone was just amazing it was super rad to to be there and that was cool add the, the day after i went to borderlands books hung out got to meet a couple people elon samuel who is the uh, the the caretaker of the warbler. I got to uh, meet uh, Matt Sobin, which is another uh, Inkshare's author that's publishing on Quill. Got to meet another local friend of mine. And that was, again, super rad. Everything around it was like some kind of Stygian nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Because the whole trip was very much like a a last minute decision on my part. I, I saw sort of the deadline to when I could commit to going on the trip creeping ever closer. And for those who don't know, which is not impossible, but the my trip basically happened the weekend just before the Super Bowl. Like I left I I left on Saturday evening and the very next day was Super Bowl day in Santa Clara just right out of San Francisco. So hotel prices were up. Um there was a lot of activity in the streets, a lot of noise. Uh since the hotel prices were up, I couldn't really and this was a last minute trip, I couldn't really afford to be in a, what one would call a good, or even an okay hotel. So, and didn't exactly sleep well, didn't really spend much time in my room, which meant I went walking a lot. Uh, it's, again, let's, let's focus on the positive and not the fact that when I got back to the airport in Montreal, my car battery was dead. Let's, let's focus on the fact that being at shares was an amazing experience. But, I made a terrible mistake. I made I made the look, I bled for you, my friends. <laughs> We've talked when uh this is something that I went over with with Paul in the pre-show. We 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 had talked in a previous episode about the change in how funding works on ink shares and how at the 750 uh pre-order goal you basically they fly you out to the offices you get to sign copies basically everything i did on my own dime uh, is included in the in the the publishing package because it adds value for the pre-orders to have signed copies and this is why i wanted to, to to make that trip as harrowing as some portions of it were and if you remember clearly In that episode, when we talk about that, I warn people that this trip to San Francisco, this one day trip is, this is work. Like 750 copies to sign takes most of the day. And then there's travel. Like this is, you're not winning a trip to Disneyland. You're, you're basically being asked to come and work. And I should have heeded my own advice,
1: Well, you know, it didn't it didn't help that we recorded a podcast for an hour and a half or whatever it was, almost an hour and a half, right in the middle of your signing day. You know what I mean? So and at yeah, that, no, point, at that and point it was uh I'm not sure, it was probably early after mid afternoon for, for you on the West Coast, and you still had a lot to sign, am I correct? I think the the exact number is most <laughs> to sign. <laughs> That is very exact of you. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the, the the thing is, there's two things that that played into this. First of all, I did treat hanging out at Inkshares like being at Disneyland, being able to <laughs> chit chat with people that I had been communicating with that had been like everyone at Inkshares has been so supportive and so helpful and doing so much work for, for the life engineered that it, it it just felt so cool to be able to hang out with them and and bother them while they're trying to work you know try to sabotage other authors i don't know so oh, that hurts i hope that wasn't me you peeled oh, mine no. off the board
1: before you left didn't you nice thanks i I,
0: I may <laughs> have set fire to it so <laughs> the uh so there's that and the, the other thing is i wasn't just signing the books i was also numbering them because someone presented me with a toy which is a little stamp that has a little line with the Inkshare logo followed by another line and you can like write number of numbers so
1: which also I is very awesome by the way.
0: It is super cool. So obviously, I have this super cool toy and it's the stamp and I'm a child so I said I am going to number all of them, which essentially doubles the work. So I finished late into the night. The uh the the inkshare staff left me alone and abandoned me at the office so I could finish the work because and I had by the way, to way
1: doing it. By the way, everyone listening, that's my favorite part of the story is that they were all like See you, JF. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, but come on. On a Friday night, like I was, I felt terrible for
0: having anybody stay late to ba- basically babysit me while I was finishing something that I was doing late because I had, hadn't planned my time properly. So, the very catastrophe I warned people, the very situation I warned people that would happen if they treated this as a vacation day, as a free trip, I, I, I basically, uh, I submitted myself to that and that was that was bad. But and it's done. It's done. The copies they're all signed. They're numbers. People are starting to get them. I'm getting photographs of people with their copies at their at home. Like it's it, it, it's it's a great, super cool ride right now.
1: Uh you know I, I was gonna comment on something you were saying. Um you um how you went there and you treated it like it was Disneyland, okay? So I think what uh, those of you listening need to learn from JF's mistakes is that he was right, and then he went, and he did the wrong thing, so you wouldn't have to, okay? So get there really early in the morning, start signing right away, find yourself a corner, don't move, don't talk to anybody, get your signing done, and then you do your Disneyland thing. So you're not yeah. there till till what time were you there till? until? Until uh, 9-ish? 9.30?
0: 9.30. Nine,
1: nine 9.30, and... And that's maybe
0: maybe later.
1: That's nine thirty West Coast time, and since you're from the East Coast, so it felt more like midnight twelve thirty for you, right? So you were probably exhausted. I
0: was destroyed. I had I had a splitting headache, and I just felt I felt terrible. Jeremy bought me kombucha, and I'm I'm not sure. Like it tasted wonderful, but I don't. I'm not sure I agreed with it too much. So I didn't feel very well. It's just like I'm telling you, like everything. Like the Inkshares experience, the Borderlands experience, fantastic. Everything around it, terrible. And no one to blame but myself. Like every everything that went that, that that wasn't cool was because I sabotaged it.
1: So oh, he, I love here's, this story. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh.
0: So if if I can make a recommendation, here's here is how I would plan this going forward next time now that i've gone through it once i was still i love the idea of going there for a friday because i can do i can go hang out on saturday but what i would do is probably arrange it so that either i fly in saturday morning or i fly in again not saturday morning but friday morning or like i did on thursday afternoon Fly in and, like you say, go in when they open the offices. Like I went in at ten because you know I was treating it like a vacation, like an idiot. Go in, say hi, shake a few hands for two minutes, and then do all the signing, sign all the books, go for lunch, come back, finish signing the books, and then in the afternoon, where everybody else, if everybody's done their work, it's, it's late afternoon on a Friday, then goof off, then take. The Inkshares crew to dinner to thank them for the opportunity and call that an evening. Much more relaxed than the arse backwards way I did things. <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> you're, you're enjoying us too much, Paul. I, I am.
1: I am laughing because here's the deal I'm, I'm currently uh, toying with the idea of doing the same thing that you did. And I have already decided if I decide to fly out there, I am not showing up at 10. I am not staying around and signing until nine thirty in the evening when everybody has already left. I am definitely going to learn from what you have done here and i and I implore everyone else do the same thing. learn from this mistake so j f you said something that is very, very important to me, and I know to you many people are starting to receive copies of the Life engineered and um many of us have all, already downloaded our uh our ebook version. And we are currently, I say we because I am included, currently reading The Life Engineered. And I am actually in the chapter that is called, may I, may I say the chapter names?
0: Uh, yes, absolutely.
1: Rescue is the chapter that I'm in, if that gives you an idea of where I'm at.
0: It doesn't. It doesn't. It's, it's that so is weird. Awesome. It, oh, it's so bizarre because chapter names, like, I it gives me a general idea but one of the things i've noticed like i've given chapter names and some of them are more poetic than others rescue is actually fairly specific so it's it makes it easier to understand what i'm like what you're talking about but i it, it it's after a while it becomes kind of blurry what each of these uh each chapter is supposed to be anyways it's, i don't know I, I i don't have a very good way of explaining it but you know what i mean
1: Yes, I do. I do. I totally do. And you know what? I can tell you, if you are not reading this yet or you haven't received your copy, it is very good so far. I am very, very pleased, and I am enjoying it immensely. JF, thank you for taking the time to create such a rich cast of characters, a diverse cast of characters, a, a rich world, well, galaxy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a world. It's just not a well, planet. Well, it is a world. It's bigger than
0: a planet. Um. But uh I'm 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 glad you say you enjoyed it. Did did you uh did you did you flip to the end of the book? Did you uh, uh did you check out Cause w- there, there, which part little, of the end? Well, there's a little bonus at the end. There's like a, there there's is a, gloss, a bonus. glossary,
1: but there's there's also the the first chapter of the sequel. I did flip there and I immediately flipped away because I, I didn't want to read the sequel before. Well, no, I read the. obviously. Although it yeah. wouldn't tell you that much about what happens in the story. Well, that's good. Um, that's good. It's just kind of a little dipping your toe into the the sequel, huh? Yeah, Which is it's, uh, kind of what you want, I guess, or what I would want if I were you.
0: Yeah, it's it's basically the, the I'm I'm lucky that the the very first chapter of the sequel is a good taste as to what I want to do with the sequel without revealing anything. So it's I'm, I'm I'm eager I'm as eager to hear what people have to say about the book itself. Like I've been waiting to hear what people want to say, like whether they like it or not. I'm just I'm just very very hungry to know what their their opinions are. But have I'm, you got I'm also any feedback yet? Um, yeah I'm, I'm getting some reviews and I'm getting some uh, some comments and uh, so so far. Wow, it's 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 kind of difficult because I don't want a negative review, of course. But at the same time, I'm getting a lot of reviews from friends and fans and like people that are already sort of invested into the idea of the book, right? So I'm not getting any negative reviews, and I'm super happy about that. But the 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 paranoid in me is immediately jumping to the conclusion. It's like, oh, it's because I'm in my own eco chamber. Like, I'm not right. hearing the negative because it's there. Like, there's negative. It's just I'm not hearing it yet. Like, I'm I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it's not a healthy approach to have towards these things. I just – it's kind of just part of my psychological makeup, I guess.
1: Well, hey, I can tell you. I, I find it very interesting. I'm enjoying it immensely. And uh, I, I I read – You know, having a career and working on Ageless and things, I don't have a whole lot of time to spend reading, but I usually try to read uh, in the morning at my job. I actually have to stand at a crosswalk and let the kids help the kids cross the street so they don't get ran over by buses and cars and things. So it's it's a noble thing. It is a noble thing. But I I do a lot of reading there and I'm standing in the middle of the road and I'm almost getting ran over. So (laughs) but I do read um, uh, while I'm standing there waiting on the kids to show up to help them guide them to the school building, you know? So, um, so I usually have about a half hour there when I'm out there in the mornings that I, I usually am reading. Uh, and at night I like to read before I go to sleep. So usually I, I lay down when my day is finished and I read for another about 10 minutes or whatever till I get tired, you know? So I'm reading and I'm reading it and it's, I'm telling you, man, I like it a lot. I want to talk more about it, but I don't want to get into the spoilers because I have questions for you a little bit.
0: And in fact oh, look once we're done with recording you can ask me questions if you want but I'm I'm eager for the time when I can sit down with people and this is something I'm actually looking into doing doing a sort of a, an AMA and ask me anything mm-hmm. once the book has been out for maybe a week so that I can cuz I've I've been receiving some questions about from people and a lot of like there's some questions about process some questions about ink share some questions about the book and characters and I'll I I I get a lot of repeated questions. I figure, you know what, if I can maybe do a day where I just do this kind of, you know, ask me anything thing and just answer questions, I could, I, I would be able to hit a bunch of these subjects and answer that. But I'm, right. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to being able to actually talk about the story. Cause I've, had this story for a while, and yeah. I've been able to discuss it I know
1: I know how that feels. I know how that feels because uh, i'm not far behind you in the process here, but um I do have a couple of questions that are not really spoil. one one question in particular, not really spoilery. Would you do me the kindness of pronouncing your main character's name? just so in my mind, I can th- say it the way you say it bastard uh <laughs> <laughs> no no that's not no good. no
0: no no it's it's uh, the let me see because i'm not super good at pronouncing foreign thing the the name would be pronounced
1: the okay so i mean like when you're writing it that's the way in your mind it's pronounced no i no. pronounce it wrong in my head that's the thing oh. when i'm writing it
0: i know i'm pronouncing it wrong it's the same way like the uh the, the name of the robots uh they're they're it's they're called capex but that's how it's written. That's how I read in my mind. But I know right. that the actual pronounci- pronunciation is Czech.
1: Right. Because it's, it's a Czech word. Right. And the, it's based off the, the man who f- first used the term robots. Exactly. Right? That first it, that's coined his the term. last name, right? Exactly. And so, uh, I, I, I say I, Capex too. So. Sorry? I say it the way you say it too.
0: So. Exactly. Like I know it's wrong, but that's how I'm used to saying it in my mind. But. And it's the same thing for for for, for the gear, which I pronounce Dagir in my mind, but that's kind of like a bit of the French neurons bouncing around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it's there's a proper pronunciation and there's how I pronounce it, which is incorrect. And you're, <laughs> I don't know how far in the book you are, but I don't think you're out in the woods as far as name pronunciations is concerned. Oh man, there's uh, some. Me,
1: there are. Look. Uh, I don't know how much I can say without getting into too spoilery, but I borrow a name
0: from Mesoamerican religions and myths, and those
1: are continent heavy. And you know what? That's exactly what I was going to say that you pull names from mythology and they are not the common for most, most part are not the common known mythological names. So it's, it's awesome. It's a great idea. It's fantastic. It's, it's, they're difficult to pronounce though. So, Um, not a bad thing. It's just, it makes me have to look it up. I just look it up, you know? So I wanted to just know how you pronounced some of them.
0: It's, it's fun. It's fun to, uh, it's been fun to do the research behind it because while there's no direct link between, or very few direct link between character and mythological names, there's usually a very, very tiny link, like a small personality trait or something just buried into the background the characters that i right. use and it's 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 been interesting sort of integrating these things and learning about more obscure deities
1: so you know um if you don't have a copy of the life engineered currently you need you need to pick one up from Inkshares.com, com, from uh, amazon amazon.com from uh indigo
0: I, f- I think currently the best deal is on amazon
1: yeah, I actually I saw that. There was a discount, a little bit of a discount, right? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's like three dollars off. Yeah. So I mean, hey, pick up a copy. Get yourself a, a um, ebook version too. While you're at it, keep your hopefully signed copy pristine, because not all of them got signed. Am I correct? Only the first seven hundred fifty. Is that right? Only the first seven hundred fifty. So, um, if you end up getting one that's signed, keep it pristine, read, read your ebook or read the book, give it to someone else. Right. JF, when you're done, pass it around. You want, you want people to take in your story. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. The, my, well, we we're talking about that in the pre-show and I, once, once we're done with this, I, w- I want to move on. Let's talk about other books. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. But yeah. the, like one of the things that we we're talking about the pre-show and this is, this may be unique to me. It's the, the way I approach, uh, marketing and what my goals are as a writer is, one, one of the things it's more important to me right now that people read my book than me making money off of it. So it's as, as long as I don't get too far into depth and even if I only break even, I would rather have everyone read the story and enjoy it than make a small profit off of a very few people.
1: I, I totally agree. And since you said we are going to move on, we are going to move on to Ageless for 45 seconds. I just want Oh, absolutely.
0: Wanna- That's true. I mean, we were just talking about me all the
1: time. No, I mean, no, no, no. Here's the deal. Like, it's fine, the, li- but- the life engineered is nearing its release date and i'm very excited for you and uh the backers are starting to get their copies and i i want to discuss that a lot but i just wanted to give if you listen for hearing ageless updates and i don't know how many of you do or don't but i'll give you i do because
0: i'm 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 actually finally in a position to finish reading it like i had like these two hanging chapters i had to like put on hold for a little while
1: well that's okay i mean you had to go to you know fly to san francisco and get all that organized you know that's awesome i don't i don't mind that but I was just going to give everyone else an update. I this week what uh, we're recording Saturday, which is a little late later than normal. But this week Thursday, I approved the final proof. There are no more changes to the manuscript. It is approved. Done. And, which is oh, a weird thing.
0: You're in the place. Yes, you're in that emotional place. I that, am. It is that, that is a moment. weird thing. Yeah, it is. It's like. At the same time, like you feel free because finally you cannot touch it anymore. But now you're scared, yes, because you're committed. Exactly that is if exactly anything, it. If <laughs> anything, if any error slipped in, it is you're committed. I am committed. It's, it's so bizarre, right? Yes, it I'm is. I'm so and happy to have someone to understand understands me now.
1: <laughs> it is a weird thing, and you know what's funny is like. The very last, the the proof before the final, the the final proof. I don't, I don't know the one before the final one that I approved. I caught one thing, and it was ink shares. It was actually the word Inkshares.com dot com wasn't capitalized, and it was broken. Like you know, when you get to the end of the line and the word is too long, it was broken. So oh, it was really can. Yeah, I was like, no, that said that can't work. and I was like, that's weird that that slid through. And it was in my like um acknowledgments, you know. Obviously I'm I'm thanking the people from Inkshares and it was broken and it was uncapitalized. And I was like, well, we should probably capitalize it and we should probably fix that. And that was like the one thing holding it back, you know, um, from being that that proof being approved. And uh, you know, Devin, who is my production manager, she got right on it, fixed it very next day, had me you know, sent me the final one and everyone in Inkshares and said, this one, how was this one? And I said, this is it. This is it. And as soon as I sent that email, I was like, man, that's weird. That's what it. What if
0: it's not it?
1: Yeah. What if it is? What if it's not it? You know? And uh, I told my wife, I was like, that's it. I was like, now, what do I do with my life? I guess I sit around and stare at the wall until they email me again about something. Cause you know, you still have to do your,
0: <laughs> Oh, it won't take that long. Don't worry.
1: No, no. Uh, you still have to, uh, at this point, I still have to approve the um what's it called the e-book so you mm. know but it's going uh, that, to print very soon which is weird That one's very easy. Yeah, I figured. So that's where ageless is if anybody cared and if you didn't care I'm sorry now you know. Let's go on to some books. This well, week's books which we haven't done since we had our special last week, you know.
0: No, we had to well, we, we needed once in a while, to know why we San would Francisco.
1: skip some things. Yeah.
0: And don't get me wrong. San Francisco seems to be a lovely city. I just didn't really have that much time to enjoy it. So, oh, it's it's
1: very cool actually. If you get to go back, it's very cool. All
0: right, Paul. Do you want to get started? Do you want me to get started? Where
1: do you want to go? Um, this? I'll go first. I'll go first this time. All so, right. uh, I I dipped into the quill collection because I, I was looking through it and I noticed that it is a gr- it's growing, ever growing. They're up to, I believe, twelve. Uh, let me just double check. I think it's twelve books are part of the collection now. Hold on, where is it? Ah, I did have it, but I'm apparently... Yes, 12 books, 12 books part of the collection now, including many of the books that we have talked about, um, like Dax Harrison, She is the End, um, Ghosts of War, Monkey Business, and I'm going to add one more to that today. It is titled Single Version. Single Version. So for those of you playing along at home, if you want to catch up and find Single Version, uh you can follow along with me or not if you don't want to it is by a man named Scott Oh, man i li- i did actually listen to his name and now i can't remember Barsadi i think Barsadi Scott Barsadi i think that's right
0: Bar- Barsati. Ah, uh, damn it <laughs> you told me and i can't i, I can't know. remember i'm, know, I'm right I'm, I'm terrible with names to begin with
1: Barsadi i think it's Barsadi right. so um Anyway, I feel pretty confident that it's Barsati. And if it's not, then you'll just send us an email like Steve did, by the way. Steve, thank you. And uh, I want to go ahead and go on record and say that I ruined your name and I apologize. And I actually have your pronunciation here since I know this is off the subject. But I I did tell you that I would try to fix it. And it is Soldwadel. Rhymes with dreidel. Soldwadel. Okay. Steve, sorry, buddy. So anyway, single version. Uh... I'll just uh, sum it up here for you real quick. It, it, Like I said, it's part of the Quill collection and um, he's actually sold 636 copies, which was fairly close to getting the full Inkshares treatment. Um, so congratulations on that. Um, <clears throat> just a little uh, quick little blurb at the top of the Inkshares page here. It says a massive paramilitary group, a fully armed society an exploding population of cockroaches admits Amidst it all, an intro—oh, pho- man, wow. Intromorphobic. There you go. Thank you. Do you know what that means? I don't know what that even means.
0: Someone who's afraid of insects.
1: There you go. I'm not necessarily afraid of insects, so I guess I wouldn't need to know what it means. Pacifist who has yet to need a cybernetic limb. Um. Yeah. So I can tell you that uh, I watched his, his video um, that he has on his Inkshares page, too. And he actually pronounced the word there. I just forgot how it was because I'm terrible with these these names and these words that I'm not 100% familiar with. Which, what, what word again?
0: Entomophobic?
1: Yeah. I don't know yeah. that word. I had never heard it before. I watched uh, you, this video. You, it's Basically, it's, uh,
0: the, the the way I knew it was uh, fear of insects is because the etymology of the word – like an, you know, an, entom- uh, an entomologist is a uh, someone who studies
1: insect. Makes sense. So, and then phobic, entom- entomophobia would be the the fear of the insect. fear of insects. Okay, yeah. Good, good job. Way to to use your uh, knowledge there, Jeff. Yes, that that year of Latin is finally paying off. Even <laughs> though
0: it's the, the year Latin's paying off in the fact that it taught me uh, how how to probably do uh, look at the root of words, but. I don't remember anything about the Latin itself. Anyways, you were, you were t- saying something about this book. This, this is a book that was uh, it was originally entered in one of the contests. I'm trying to remember which one, but I think it was the the first Nerdist contest.
1: Uh, I think so. I think you're right. Was that the contest that immediately followed ours, or not immediately, but that followed the one that we were in the the first? Yes, I believe sword so. And laser. Um. Yes, I think you're right then because that's when I remember seeing it. Uh pretty pretty soon after I started the process of of uh getting Ageless together. Um anyway, I'll just read a little bit from him uh from his Oh, no, no, that's what I was saying. I watched his video and his video he goes into lots of details about himself and about the background of of the book. Um but I would I would say that uh maybe add a little bit more about the book itself. But that's just my opinion, of course, you know. No, Um, no,
0: it's, it's not, it's not an opinion. And (laughs) this is where I'm going to be like that jerk that I tend to be on these things because I, I really want people to succeed in things. And when I see people making mistakes that I make myself, I get more mad about it than I probably should. 9.30 PM signing books. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Shut up, Paul. Uh, (laughs) But no, the the thing is, and this is a mistake that I, I see a lot of authors do. Myself included, the first version of almost anything I write about a book doesn't talk about the book, and that is a huge mistake. Like I'll, I'll talk about the, the, uh, the, the morality behind the book, like the message I want to tell with the book, where I got my ideas. I'll talk about myself sometimes, and the sad thing is, although it's a way of sort of navigating and avoiding talking about the sensitive issue, the elephant in the room that is the story itself, because that is the vulnerable part, right? Right. That's the right. part that, that that's the, the part of your soul that you're
1: exposing. So you try not to talk about too much. Which is exactly like what you're saying with the life engineer. You, you're, you feel like you, you're getting these reviews from friends and family and you're, you're excited, but you're, you're still kind of like, ah, these people are not going to hurt my feelings most likely. So Exactly. And And here's the thing. It's a raw nerve, you know, just exposing that in any situation. And that's what we were talking about a little bit, too, in in the pre-show is like it's difficult to, uh, you know, to do that. Like the first time I was talking about Ageless again, I kind of people are like, what's the book about? Well, it's about this and that. And you kind of don't really touch on it a lot because, you don't. it's frightening. (laughs) So anyway, sorry. And unfortunately, that's the wrong attitude
0: like unless you're talking about unless the book itself talks about a personal experience of yours that you connect with then then it's important to, to see how it relates to you like we talked about a book called uh, how do we get a run over by a truck which right. funded like moments before we even released the episode right um that of course you need to explain how it relates to you because like it's a mem- it's a memoir that makes sense. But if you're talking about a science fiction story, you're talking about a fantasy story, you're talking about any kind of fiction. Unfortunately, and it sounds really cruel, and I know it's I'm going to say it as if it's an absolute, but I know there are exceptions. But as a general rule, people will not care where you got the idea, who you are, what your political stance is or agenda is with the book. Until they know what the book is about. Like, they'll want to explore the rest of these issues eventually. Like, they'll want to know more about you. They'll want to know more about your views once they're familiar with the book. But step one is the book, which I completely agree, goes against our better instincts because we immediately don't want to talk about the book because that's that raw nerve that you were saying, like that's a perfect term for it. It's exposing that raw nerve. We don't want to do it. So we shield it with all sorts of other things. Right. And it, it, it like, and, and you're right, like it's, if there's a weakness in Scott's video is that he should talk more about his book, but he does so in the, the synopsis here.
1: He does. Yeah, he does. He puts a lot of good information. Um, and just to, because he did talk about himself, I learned a little bit, a little bit about him that he's a playwright and, uh, he's, he was writing for a, uh, theater in Chicago. And, um, this is the first book that he's ever written to completion, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and by the way, he is also an entomophobic, I don't know if I, I, how do you say it again? (laughs) Entomophobic. Thank you. I, I might be
0: pronouncing it wrong, too, so
1: let's not I mean, dwell on that. <laughs> again, like I said, the first time I ever heard the word, so I, I don't know. So anyway, um, so I'll read you a little bit about the the actual book here, because um, I'm pretty interested in it as, a, as I was reading through it. Uh, so Single Version is a sci-fi novel with horror elements set in the Chicago of an alternate America. See, I like alternate things already, because if you don't know anything about uh, Motor City Chronicles, alternate. So... Alternate America, kind of like this. In this world, Cure, C-U-R-E, like I I assume that it's an acronym, a massive private paramilitary company has effectively replaced the police force in all major cities, and the general public is almost fully armed. At the same time, the population of cockroaches has exploded worldwide. The story is told through the eyes of a young man whom whom we'll – whom we'll know only as Palazzo, a willing, fully unarmed pacifist. Willfully, sorry, willfully unarmed pacifist. Yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble today. Unprotected. Are you having a stroke? Do you smell toast? <laughs> Mate, Um, let me see. Nope, nope. Uh, all I smell is nothing. So uh, anyway, unprotected in an increasingly perilous world, Palazzo is also severely, there's that word again, entomophobic. Making Perfect. the very ecosystem, thanks. making the I can be taught. You see, making the very ecosystem that surrounds him a source of creeping, crawling dread. The book begins with Palazzo taking us through what is a typical day for him in this Chicago. He goes to work as a counselor, and his unnerving or has unnerving encounters on the train, survives run-ins with groups of armed businessmen, and kills some cockroaches along the way. Just a few of the quadrillions. He goes to the bank, he feeds his cat, but this day, there are some strange differences. A woman he meets in the af- in the afternoon is gunned down in front of him and hundreds of bystanders later that day. A stranger gives him a flyer for a clandestine group that call themselves unarmed citizens. Meanwhile, the news becomes more haunting and unreliable by the minute, and Cure's influence expands rapidly into all aspects of daily life. In the days, weeks, and months that follow, Palazzo tries to maintain some shred of sanity and normalcy as society erodes all around him. He loses family, his co-workers disappear, and if he listens close enough, he hears increasingly ominous sounds emanating from unknown sources. At times, it seems as though the sky is screaming. Palazzo sur- soon learns that his neighbor, Simon, is a member of Unarmed Citizens, he attends a meeting with simon which sets into motion a series of events that will put him in the unlikely position to change cure and therefore society from the inside out so it's a a pretty interesting story i think i mean i, I want to know what happens here i mean i like the idea of the alternate uh the alternate america but then again i'm i'm that kind of person uh who enjoys these kind of alternate reality type things. Um, For example, uh, the TV show Fringe where they had the parallel world. I don't know if you ever saw. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I love it too
0: one of the, one of the things about single version for me is that this is one of those books that was in a previous contest as we remember, and I'm the reason why I think and my memory is terrible, so I might be wrong, but the reason why I think it might have been in the first Nerdist contest is because I participated in that contest, which means that I didn't have time to read much about the other books because you're obviously you're Invested into uh, in promoting your own stuff and communicating with your supporters and all that, right? So, single version is one of those books that I did not read anything about and sort of slipped through the cracks for me. But now that we've gone through it, and that you've 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 shown it to me. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have a look I remember reading the synopsis really clearly noticing that it was dystopian uh alternate reality and I pre-ordered a copy but I I, ne- I didn't delve much further into it but now I'm kind of like I'm curious about the tone of it because reading the synopsis made me like think of several different ways the story could be told and different you know thematic it could it could have and I I think I think I'm going to read like the first chapter to to see what what, what I'm what kind of book I'll be receiving when it
1: gets published. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's, I I think it's very interesting. I mean, I'm excited about it. I chose it, I chose it as my uh, pick this week because it is uh, appealing to me again, because I like this kind of, this kind of stuff. I mean, obviously science fiction and fantasy are, are high up on my list as, as you, you know, and everyone else probably should know by now if you've been listening, um, this just, you know, it's what, pulls me in it draws me in i like it so i'm hoping that uh um for a speedy um well i'm not really sure on the, how the quill works now that i'm thinking about it how does uh cuz for example for you and i we're looking at like the 9 month to 12 month range from the people in our for the people that uh were Winners, for lack of a better term, finalists, maybe a better way in this in the sword and laser contest with us, the first one. Right. So I uh, wonder what the turnaround is going to be for these quill books. Do you know? Have you heard?
0: I have. I have no idea because the the the, the thing is, just for us, when there's already a big difference between uh, the the various people. Like say for for me, who already had a finished manuscript, like the day I knew I was being funded. I, I could immediately send my manuscript like day one to InkShares to start the process. Obviously, I had to wait until they assigned me a, a production team with, with Go Friday, but everything went so much faster because the document was ready. But if you look at Lost Generation by Joe Tzerzieva, um he's still finishing up writing his book. So from the point that his manuscript is finished, he's like it pushes back when mm-hmm. he'll be ready. And I I think that level of variation is going to apply to Quill books too. And only then are we going to see like what the start to finish from finished manuscript to published book is going to be like, obviously I expect it to be faster because there's going to be less back and forth. Like there's going to be less editing with Inkshare, but I could be completely wrong. Maybe they give, they give the author a lot of leeway for them to find their own editing solutions. So it's, it could be end up being the exact same thing. It could be faster. It could be shorter.
1: Well, no I'm, I'm just going to, I think that it'll, I think that it'll probably end up being faster because with Quill, they're not going to be shipping, shipping it out or um, going to get it printed. Is It's, it's going to be working with the services through Amazon. Is that correct? Am I, I, am I remembering correctly?
0: If I remember correctly, what they're doing is that they're basically uh, doing the, uh, like print on demand. Is that yeah, print, print on demand thing, yeah. which is, might be a create space or something similar to create
1: space. Right. So I think that'll, that'll cut down some time because I know that that, that process itself takes four weeks. Is that right? Four. You you're, see, you're further along than me. They haven't printed mine yet. So I think it's th- three, four five weeks, something like that.
0: Yeah. Something like that.
1: So um, yeah. So if you haven't checked out single version, go ahead and um, check that out. Part of the quill collection on Inkshares.com, com. And um, I look forward to reading more from Mr. Barsati, Scott Barsati. And uh, yeah. JF?
0: Can I talk about a book now? I
1: guess. All right, this is going
0: to sound... Which book would you pick? I'm I'm going to talk about a book, and I this, this is one of those situations where I've been sort of hesitant, because I anybody that's listened to this podcast or knows me knows I'm fairly militant about Inkshares. Um, I, I don't think Inkshares is the the, the, the only and I, I, I don't think there to the be all end all of publishing, but I, I have written articles and I have spoken very loudly about how I think Inkshares is important and is going to be a big player in the future of publishing because of the particular model it, it brings up. What this does is that I end up Really burning my friends' ears about that. And I hang out with other people who are creatives and writers, and I've been encouraging them to get on ink shares. And some of them have, and I'm super happy they have. What I didn't expect is that this, put me, this puts me in a situation where sometimes I want to talk about their books and sometimes I can't or I feel like I shouldn't. But I have one of my buddies that has a book that is funding on ink and it was part of the, uh, the latest Sword and Laser contest. It, uh, it didn't finish in the top, but it, it, it did fairly okay, I think. And yeah. he's, he's nearing his publication date. And I didn't want to talk about it during the contest. I'm trying to really avoid having this conflict of interest. Well, I'll promote a friend's book on this podcast for the contest. But now that it's out of contest, it's nearing its funding date. It's at 173 copies. So it's really like it could get quill publications very easily. It's got 17 days left. So it's far from impossible if it gets a good push. And it seems like a very good book. And that is my friend André Brun's book, Lies and Deception. And sorry, you were saying? Oh, no, I didn't. Nope. Oh, I, you, you look like you were going to say something. Sorry. So basically, Lies and Deception is what I would call a courageous book because it touches on certain themes that some people might not want to see played around with. And to be honest, I mean, I, I know Andre is a very creative guy, but what really makes me want to see this book published is I want to see what he did with these themes. And I'll, I'll read the short description. You'll immediately get a taste of why I think it takes uh, a bit of guts to, uh, to to tackle some of these subjects. So it begins with a murder in a Montreal asylum. All clues point to a discreet religious organization that will stop at nothing to protect their secret plan to create a race of gifted human. Was Christ really betrayed? Question mark. So already touching on some things that might be considered a, uh, I would say, sensitive subject because religion and everything. Now, here in Montreal, religion is a very big theme, but it's not something that people are usually very sensitive with. But since we are talking about, uh, obviously, marketing to the United States, you guys have some portions of the country that are a bit more sensitive to these things. So I'm, I'm really curious to see where you're going to go. So a bit more about, uh, about the book, like more of a synopsis. Lies and Deception is the story of James Breyer, a member of the Red Roof Church, trying to eradicate religion from our world. I'm sure I have a few atheist friends that would sympathize with James Breyer right there. Hmm. Uh, He will start his psychological journey traveling back to central Palestine, a region between the Dead Sea and the Jordan River. Along the way, he connects with a mysterious ally who is more interested of uh, of seeing him failed then to really help him out, will he succeed in his attempt to meet the creator, capitalize, and change our world forever? Will he discover the truth the Vatican is hiding from the population for so long? This is what we will discover in Lies and Deception. So, I don't know like a ton. Like I, I've, I've been tempted to sort of quiz him about the book, but it goes against my nature. I like to discover books as I read them. But this, it, it, it how to say this. To me so far, what I do know about the book, it feels like I were to do a Hollywood pitch about it, I would say, um Wow, what's that book? <laughs> Can't remember. The uh, the pre the, the the book that comes before Angels and Demons. Why am I slipping on that?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. Dan Brown. Um yeah, Dan Brown, like oh the, my the the gosh. most
0: famous of his book, the uh Da Vinci Code. It's like Da, da, Vinci, da it's like yeah, The Da Vinci, da Vinci Code, Code. But with time travel,
1: that is a good way to the good way to um put this yes i I absolutely see that in fact that's what I was thinking too when I first read the synopsis and I read through the uh first the uh first chapter here um I like how it starts I think it's a great way to start
0: hmm it's uh it, it it starts dramatically, which is something I enjoy about some books i do mm-hmm. I enjoy about most books it's it's funny how I don't do that that
1: off that that often with mine. What's it called but again when you start in the middle? I know that it's starting in it's the middle. It's called in it's called in media res. Yeah, that's it. Yes, that's it. I actually think that uh in my mind at least and I and I guess it is true that Ageless starts out like that. Yep.
0: One one could say that.
1: One could say that. One one author well, has I, now said it, that.
0: I, yeah, well I, damn it, I can't mm. cuz it's not exactly in media res, but it does start in, the, in 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 the thick of some action.
1: Yes, it does. So it is for that particular action. But I understand. Yes,
0: exactly. And I, I don't know, like I've also read like the first chapter of uh, of Lies and Deception. And it, it does start very much in like it, it doesn't ease you into the story. It really drags you in it kicking and screaming, which is something that I appreciate a lot, especially when it's well done. And this do this too. seems to be well done so far.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this one, man. Um, I, I, uh, I pre-ordered. And uh I wanna see this meet its it's uh at least meet the quill. I mean there's plenty of time. Seventeen days if you if you do the math, uh it's about approximately mm, five books ish a day. Yeah, how about five books a day? Five books a day
0: is not is not uh difficult to do and i has got a bit of the same problem that i do where like he's he's got this great idea and he wants to make it like make it a reality and he's working hard to do it but the same way as i will like he, he like he's hitting this part where like oh, I, I don't know who to push my book on anymore and like and this is where this is where like my hesitation is, like oh man i really want to help my friend but at the same time i don't want to seem like i'm only doing it because he's my friend right so, I know what you mean. so i i've been like st- in, in a way I've been waiting for an opportune time to do it so that it's not like too early in the campaign so that like we talk about it and it kind of disappears and people forget about like uh, I, I want to be able to emphasize the urgency but I also wanted to study the material and see what he had done so far and make sure that like I'm not just endorsing something because he's my buddy but I'm endorsing it because I believe in it and I I, I trust the project so I'm, I'm at that point where like, I feel we're, we're late enough to campaign. There's a, there, there's, it's a good time to put in the urgency. People should react to it. And at the same time, I've read all the material that he has so far. I've seen how he handles his campaign and I, I know he's going to, to, you know, finish the product and, and be very self-critical and make a quality book out of it. So I'm, I'm confident in putting like, putting my name behind it and saying, yeah, you, everybody should go pre-order that book. If, if only because it's not, I'm, I'm not saying like most books are, but it's one of those books that is not pussyfooting around the idea of tackling like subjects like, uh, atheism and, and religion and yeah, stuff that's more controversial or could exactly. be like, there, there, there's, there's, there's a, there, there's a good chance that the story is going to shake up how you look at some of these things, or at least have, I rock your perception of them. And that's, that's, that's why I'm curious to see how he's going to approach it. And Montreal, where, where Andre and I are both from is a place where religion is everywhere around us. And yet it is a shocking, like it's a comparatively secular place. So it's, he definitely, he's, he's someone who was raised in the perfect environment to write something like this
1: now um do you know him personally like do you did you know him before ink shares and all like because we did not know each other obviously um before we got into the you know trying to get our book crowdfunded um is is he someone that you know personally outside of of the ink share circle community or or whatever i mean yeah absolutely yeah and this, this is where like it i i keep being afraid of conflicts of
0: interest and i i wanted to like do my uh Due, my due diligence to make sure that I was endorsing something not just from friends that Andre and I went to school together. Like we, we did, we went to college together. Okay. So we've known each other for over a decade.
1: Wow. Fantastic. So, so I'm, I, I mean, I can I'm see all- where you're, you're, uh, hesitant, you know, because I mean, now let's not get crazy here. We do have plenty, plenty of awesome listeners, but, uh, we're not, we're not talking to thousands of people or anything yet, but you know, I could understand where you'd be a little hesitant because you, you don't want to influence people uh, just for the sake of
0: influencing people. It's, and it's not a question about like, Oh, I think my influence is such a big deal that blah, blah, it's, it's, it's nothing like that. It's quite, it's the opposite. It's more that I don't want, I don't want that the fact that I'm endorsing a friend to not have the same weight as me endorsing uh, a stranger, I don't right. want to, I don't want people to hear my endorsement and say, eh, he's just doing it because it's his buddy," and not go pre-order his book because of that. I want people to I want people to understand I'm doing this because it's a good book, and to ignore the fact that he's my buddy and
1: go pre-order his book because it's good. Well, listen, everyone, he's not my buddy, and uh, that doesn't mean that he can't be, but currently, um we are not friends on the same level as like JF and and him. Um, So I am endorsing it also because I think it sounds really awesome. And I like the way that JF pitched it, the Hollywood pitch, uh, like the Da Vinci code uh, with time travel. You know what I mean? So I think that that's just really cool. I like, I like personally like that kind of uh, storytelling. Um, So, I mean, JF, anything else to add? Because I think that we've covered it and. No, we've, we've
0: covered it. There's, like, there, there's, there's, there's stuff in the chapters. Like I, I fully encourage people go check out the, the, the sample chapters are available yeah, on the Shares page. So just, just go on Inkshares and search for lies and deception. And uh, cause there, there's definitely more meat to the story that you can get from there. But I don't want to necessarily, uh, I don't want to spoil anybody on it cause there's some cool stuff in there.
1: Right. And uh, you know, it's, it's just good to be supporting these people, I think, right? Supporting all all, all of us. I mean, and uh, this is well, part of, uh, was this book chosen? Yes, it was, to be part of um, the syndicate. See, uh, Jeremy's yes. syndicate, the CEO syndicate. That's another thing. Like, there's another person who's like behind this, and not just person, but the, that syndicate has upwards uh, over over 20 members. I mean, so. I think it's the biggest syndicate, isn't it? Uh, I don't know how big the others are, but I know that this one is pretty, fairly large syndicate. So, I mean, you have 20 other people who are also saying, hey, this is one. You know, this is one of the ones. Maybe I should put it that way. You know? So... Right. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Because I, I fully support... Fully support this choice. So... We're I mean, we're late we're in the show. Do you
0: want to like tackle a small subject for maybe another five minutes? Anything that you want to? Because I've, I've gone at length about how to not go to ink shares and sign your copies. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. But is, is there
0: anything you want to talk about? Because I, I feel like I've dominated the show a bit too much.
1: Oh, no, it's okay. uh you know, um, it happens sometimes uh i there is something I'd like to touch on for a few minutes. Um, we actually got a an email from Becky Lieber. Becky Lieber says in her email that um maybe that uh that she actually has been listening to the podcast and knocked them all out within a week. she was you know catching up um so uh thank you for listening, Becky, and uh we definitely appreciate your your um time you know because some of these podcasts go on and on i mean i i I try to keep my stuff succinct jf right yeah i would (laughs) try i'm just kidding man so anyway and in her email she says um and i'll just read a little bit of it if you'll bear with me here um i recently joined ink shares and been listening to the right brain podcast knocking out episodes 1 through 13 over the last week she has a two-hour daily commute, she says, so it works out nicely. And I just want to let you know, it's been incredibly insightful and helpful um, for a noob like me. Thank you. I'm glad we could help you. That's why we do this, uh, you know, so we can hopefully get some information out there. So, uh, we, she says, I have two questions for you, and for you, JF, and me, Paul, and... Um, can I download these podcasts? Now, I can say that uh, we don't we do kind of talk about it at the end of the episode. J.F. has them on his website um, jfdubo.com uh, right, right brain. and uh, I'm not sure can you download from your website?
0: you should be because they're just they're just mp3s they're they're embedded into the page but i think you can just uh, there, there's i think there's an option to to download it let me just go check but this it this is one of those things that could very well be browser specific
1: yeah that's that's also true um and also if you are uh um if you are like becky um who says that this is the streaming is eating through her data which makes sense obviously um I think if you have access to iTunes you can actually download the podcast when you're on a Wi-Fi network and you can listen to them at a later date. So you can and-
0: absolutely do that. The what I should be doing and I'm a, I'm a terrible person I'm I'm a bit overwhelmed but what I should be doing is looking to put the 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 podcast on other platforms uh such as Google Play and Stitcher and other places that people can download it because iTunes obviously is might be a bit limited to the. Uh, it might might be a bit limited to 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 to, to the, the, the the Apple platform. The other thing I I will do is I'm going to see about making the RSS uh, feed number uh, available on the website so that people can just enter it manually into whatever aggregator to be used.
1: Okay. Yeah, so um, JF will be doing that sometime in the future. He is a very busy person, uh, as he has already stated several times throughout this podcast and others. As am I, but we do aim to please the best we can. So hopefully, in the near future, we will have something that is not so Apple specific. Although many people have um, access to iTunes, because I know I, I have a PC and I and I have the iTunes on the PC. My phone is Apple, though, of course, um, so I get my, my episodes from uh, the podcast app, the Apple podcast app. So Anyway, the next question was, I was hoping you guys could do an episode over authors in the drafts, draft stage. Some of us are not quite to the selling point, and it would be really nice if you could highlight some of those authors and talk about the no-man's land that is drafting and any other advice for us prospects hoping to pre-sell when our manuscripts are done, that would be helpful while still in the drafting stage. Um, well, I can say that uh, as far as doing an entire episode, I'm not. I'm, I, we haven't really thought about that too much. It's a great suggestion. So maybe we'll get more into the drafting stages uh, in the future. But considering that we both jumped in during a contest, I, I did not, I don't know about you, JF, but I did not enter through the drafting stage. So I don't know much about it.
0: Um, Neither did I, because I do a lot of my drafting uh, off the Inkshare platform, if you will. I I haven't yet uh, jumped on board the idea of using... Ink shares as a, as a feedback platform to get drafting information, like, and get feedback while I'm preparing my first draft. I tend to just have my draft ready when I start. But one thing that I could definitely commit to is exploring that and looking at maybe getting in touch with other people that have gone through right. that process in that manner. And maybe next episode, we can really dig into this more specifically and in a more informed manner
1: yeah maybe uh again i I don't know too much about it but uh so yeah we appreciate you writing in the email goes on to talk about uh kara you know from she is the end has stepped up to be very encouraging and said that we are super nice thank you i'm not sure how true that is but thank you well you're super nice well um, you're super nice so maybe we are super oh nice. well, there we go maybe we are <laughs> So, (laughs) um, so, so thanks, um, Becky for emailing. And if you'd like to, uh, that's actually a good, good way to wrap up. I think a nice segue, if you'd like to email either one of us, you can do so by finding me online at, um, paulinmansc.com. Um, you can message me on Twitter or follow me on Twitter at paulinmansc, um, Instagram, same thing, paulinmansc, whatever that you'd like to to uh you know wherever you'd like to find me. JF. Oh, I guess I should say Inkshares. If you want to find me on Inkshares, um, you can contact us in the forum, which is getting a lot more action these days over there. It is pretty new over at shares but check us out. You can um use the ad symbol with our names and we will get notified if you want to talk with us from the forum on Inkshares.com or search for our books, The Life Engineered for JF and ageless for me, Paul. J.F., where can we find you online, buddy?
0: Well, people can easily find me on Twitter at J.F. Dubo. That's J-F-D-U-B-E-A-U. Or they can go to my website, com. That's where you'll find Right Brain Podcast, where I put these the tiny little itty-bitty blog posts about the episode every week. And it's also where I talk about my books. And sometimes I'll talk about other random weird things like painting toy soldiers or Uh, why I think that robots are always going to be our friends and there will not be a Skynet in the future, you know, stuff like that. Fun things.
1: Hmm. I find that interesting now that I'm actually reading your book. I I have a very pro robot (laughs) stance. So, um, yes, that's where you can find us, um, on the internet. And, you know, we're, we're always going to be here pretty much every week. Pretty much, I hope. (laughs) So, uh, and one thing
0: we, we just before, as, as we're stumbling, uh, half drunk out of the episode, apparently, <laughs> apparently. Um, one, one thing, one thing that I'd like to remind people, if you guys do use iTunes and you want to go review us on iTunes, it's a good way for us to get more listeners. The more listeners we get, the more, the easier it is for us to get content and to be able to, I, I know we have a lot of writers that are listening to the show, people that want to, uh, to see like, to, to, to fund projects on Inkshares. Well, here, here's where right brain can be of help. If we if we get more reviews and more comments on iTunes, like five star reviews, that means other people that are not on Inkshares are going to find us, hear about Inkshares, yes, get on Inkshares, and pre-order your book, my book, our book, and it's going to help both the podcast and the Inkshare platform and the writers that are working there.
1: Yes, and actually, the uh, there are a couple of reviews currently, one of which states. Um, that we should try to market a little better jf N- not because uh well every one of our listeners right now is organic you know because we we haven't really done much other than post in a goodreads forum you know once in a while hey there's a new episode or whatever so i think i tend to agree with that if there's anybody who'd like to help with that shoot us an email because you know i mean as busy as we are you know adding one more thing on our plates is possible but one the, eventually some of these plates are going to fall or maybe fall I guess hopefully not fall though um, so if you uh, can uh, go to iTunes and leave us your reviews like JF said it'll be good for all of us so JF I think that I am done stumbling around here looking for things to say so you got anything else?
0: <laughs> no, nope we've gone on long enough I'm not yes. going to repeat what I've said thank you very much
1: for listening everyone and
0: we'll talk to you next week <laughs>